Hello, lovely Query Show people. I hope you're enjoying your extra hour of sunlight, if that's how daylight saving works. I am very excited because I have been recording some excellent bonus episodes with some very smart people, including agent Jessica Sinsheimer, YA author Rachel Lynn Solomon, and YA author Phil Stamper. Plus, I'm working on a great bonus episode all about authenticity and sensitivity readers, so if that's something you're interested in, I definitely recommend hopping on over to the Patreon and checking that out. Now, today's queries... Picture books, one from Kristen and one from Christina, which I swear is a total coincidence. So let's get started. Alrighty, so this first query is from Kristen. Thank you, Kristen. Dear Agent, I am thrilled that you were willing to take a look at my story. I love dance and a story with a male lead has been something I've been longing to do for years. I have attached a copy of Liam Takes a Leap. A synopsis is as follows. Liam Takes a Leap. Liam loves to dance. He spins and leaps wherever he goes. When it's time to go to his first dance class, his nerves start to set in and he isn't sure if this is the right place for him. Liam is worried dance is only for girls. Once he gets to class, he finds that boys have a spot on the dance floor too. He is ready to shine and be the fearless dancer he has always wanted to be. I've been teaching dance for over a decade and currently own my own dance studio in Alabama. I've watched many boys just like Liam find their happy place at the studio. My goal has always been to give the gift of dance to everyone, and I hope that Liam's story can help everyone get a chance to dance. Thank you for taking the time to consider my story, and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Okay, so we'll take it from the beginning. This first paragraph, the author says they're thrilled that the agent is reading their story and talks about how they've always wanted to write something about dance with a male lead. Now, longtime listeners of the show, to the extent that this show has been around for a long time, might be able to guess what my notice for this first paragraph. Namely, don't feel like you have to write an introductory paragraph. Here's the thing. The agent knows this is a query letter. So you don't have to say things like, I am querying you and other stuff like that, which to be fair is not in this one specifically. Furthermore, you don't have to say anything else that's self-evident, such as the fact that you're attaching a copy of the manuscript. The agent will see that with the little paperclip icon, and if it's in their submissions instructions to attach the full manuscript, they'll just expect it. Now, it's nice to say that you're thrilled to query. You should be thrilled. It's exciting. But the agent doesn't really need to know that. Remember, a query letter is like a cover letter for your book for the job of getting published. You probably wouldn't say, I am thrilled that you are willing to look at my resume for this position when you're applying to a job, so you don't need to do that in a query letter either. Part of the agent's job is to read query letters. It's certainly appropriate to thank them for their time at the end, which this author does, but you don't need to do it up front, too. It just starts you off on the wrong foot. Now, it's also great to share your passion for your story. Every agent wants an author who's really into whatever they're writing about. However, that kind of of out-of-the-story observation belongs later in the query, closer to the bio paragraph. It's just more relevant there. Finally, there's no need to introduce the plot synopsis by saying you're introducing it. Just open right with the plot. I promise the agent will still be able to orient themselves. Now we learn more about Liam Takes a Leap and Liam who loves to dance but is worried it's only for girls. So this title is adorable, and I love the concept. It feels like a very timely book. And a book about dance probably has lots of illustration potential, too. 
My first suggestion, therefore, is to get in more fun dance language. Dance is so active, it almost demands strong verbs. So I'd encourage the author to describe more of the action by building on phrases like spins and leaps. Just do more of that. An important part of picture book queries in particular is giving the reader a flavor of the book's language, even if you're not quoting directly. You want to convey what kind of reading experience this book will bring. Remember, it's a book designed to be read aloud. Language is key. Next, I think the plot summary needs to slow down a bit and linger more on the challenges here. We go right from Liam worrying dances only for girls to him resolving his worries in class. But the meat of the story is surely going to be him making that discovery. So the author can pull back here and really dig in. Why does Liam worry dances only for girls? Does someone tell him as much? A friend, a sibling, a parent maybe? What does that worry look and feel like? Does he stay off the dance floor, stop leaping and spinning? Why does he decide to go to class anyway? What motivates him and changes his mind? And when he gets there, what specifically is it that shows him that he too has a place on the dance floor? There is definitely a goal, motivation, and conflict at work here, but each element just needs more airtime. Also, this author could stand to include a few comp titles. I know there's at least one picture book about a little boy learning to dance ballet, so it's probably worth the author's time to do some research and come up with some comps here to show how this book stands out in the market. Finally, we're missing the word count. An agent needs to know how long a book is, generally speaking, but especially in the case of a picture book. If this manuscript is 1,000 or 2,000 words long, that's an indication that it still needs trimming. But if it's more in the sweet spot of 300 to 600 words, then the author is golden and more likely to get an agent request. Now the bio paragraph where the author describes their teaching dance and owning a dance studio. Just nailed it, great bio paragraph. The author shows that there's someone with direct experience in the world of the story and that they have a personal connection to the book. They do explain that there's a kind of lesson to the book, but in this case, it works. It's a specific and personally meaningful lesson that dance is for everyone. It's not something too cliched like, I don't know, like, always be yourself. Kids hear that a lot, and I think they'd much rather hear how fun it is to dance than that they should just be themselves. Nice work, Kristen. Thanks so much. And next up, a query from Christina. Thank you, Christina. Dear Agent, it was a pleasure to meet you at MFA program. I appreciate your willingness to consider submissions from our class. I write picture books as well as middle grade and young adult fantasy. I am seeking representation for my 759-word picture book titled Extra Special, Extra Terrestrial. An extraterrestrial has arrived. Zylvia and her friends are shocked to see their school's first earthling. Zylvia is not pleased when her teacher asks her to give the earthling a tour of the school and have lunch with her. Amid stares, questions, and unkind comments from other students, Zylvia must determine what to do. Extra Special, Extra Terrestrial reflects the immigrant experience. However, while other stories on the subject are usually written from the immigrant's point of view, this story is written from the point of view of a child who is already living in the country, or in this case, on the planet. Readers do not hear from the earthling, nor is she referred to by her name by other students until near the end of the story, because oftentimes immigrants are considered as other and are not recognized or given a voice in their new school, community, or country. 
I was born and raised in the Philippines. When my family and I immigrated to the United States and arrived in California, I wondered why we were issued an alien registration card. The only aliens I knew were extraterrestrials from outer space on TV shows or in movies. When I started attending school, I had to overcome numerous obstacles that made me feel like an outsider, an alien, or extraterrestrial. Formerly a journalist and public relations professional, I'm now an educator and director of a college readiness program at a school district in Minnesota. Most of the students in the program are underrepresented, immigrants or children of immigrants, and the first in their family to have the chance to attend college. Given my personal experiences and the challenges I have seen other young immigrants encounter in our schools, I was inspired to write Extra Special Extraterrestrial to help children learn what they can do to welcome, find common ground, and be a friend to those who may seemingly come from another world. Thank you for this opportunity and for your consideration. All right, so warp speeding back to the top. We have this introduction where the author thanks the agent for meeting them at an MFA program and saying thanks for considering. Now, I think this is a nice introduction because it's a bit of personal connection and one that's truly personal. This author has met this agent and has a nice entree into the querying relationship. It's possible that this agent was otherwise closed to queries, so in this case, it does make sense to say thank you for considering. The agent also might have given special preference to the people from the MFA program that they visited. However, I don't think it's necessary for this author to mention the other genres and categories they write in. Many agents are thrilled to have multi-genre clients, to be sure. But a query letter is about just one book. The other genres and categories can be discussed down the line once you have an offer from the agent, but just let one book shine in the query. Now we meet the extraterrestrial and Zylvia. Aliens, so much fun. And as with the first query, I wanna get more of a flavor of the language. Aliens and space travel have the potential to use lots of fun, wacky, unusual, and most important, read aloudable words, which is the technical term. So I think the author should punch up this plot summary a bit. Is the book gonna sound kind of zany? Are there more funny made up alien words beyond just the names? And generally, what's the rhythm of the prose going to be like? Remember, it's going to be read aloud as a picture book. Now, when it comes to the plot, I think the synopsis just stops a bit short. We get that Zylvia must determine what to do at the end of the paragraph, but that's a very broad sentence. It doesn't give us any sense of what she might do, what's within the realm of possibility here, or more important, what she wants to do. So to rewind a bit, what does Zylvia want? The first sentence simply tells us that the Earthling has arrived, and we know Zylvia is shocked and not pleased, but I wanna know more about her motivation. Why does the arrival of the Earthling affect her in this way? Does she feel that it's unfair to have to share stuff? Or does the Earthling's weird appearance make her feel uncomfortable? Like two eyes, two arms, blah. Or is it something else? The author could use some cause and effect language here to help expand and crystallize this plot summary. For example, to sort of make up what the plot might be, when her friends start teasing the alien, Zylvia must decide whether to join in or stick up for the stranger. This will help give the plot a sense of forward motion, as opposed to a series of actions that aren't explicitly interrelated. Now I put in a paragraph here because this paragraph kind of moves from plot summary to more meta stuff right in the middle. The author talks about how extra special extraterrestrial reflects the immigrant experience. It's all great information. And as we know from the author's bio paragraph, this is an issue that they feel deeply about, experience themselves and work with on a day-to-day -day basis. However, I think moving too quickly to this meta part of the paragraph about the story shortchanges the plot and the characters. 
This is the kind of information that the author might actually be able to show, not tell, in this query. For example, the author can mention the earthling a few more times by that moniker, the earthling, to show that this earthling does not have a name in the text, rather than say, readers do not hear from the earthling, nor is she referred to by her name. In fact, I would generally say that any sentence that refers to the reader in a query is one that's worth re-examining. If you're describing what the reader will feel or take away, rather than telegraphing that feeling or take away in the query, you should try to revise to have a more show-don't-tell approach. Let the story, text, and technique speak for themselves. Because that's what fiction does. It communicates meaning without spelling it out. Your query letter can do that too. Finally, this paragraph mentions other books about immigration, but doesn't actually include any comp titles proper. So I'd like to see the author include the names of some similar picture books that would appeal to the same readership as this one, so that this book is positioned as much by its similarity to other titles as by its differences. Now we get the author's bio with their own experience immigrating and their work experience today. As I said, it's great to see that this author has such a personal connection to this story and that it was inspired in a way by their own life experiences. However, I don't think it's necessary for the author to tell the agent what they're hoping children will take away from the book. The plot summary and the nature of the book, especially juxtaposed with the author's life and work experience, add up to a telegraphing of this message. I think we understand that it's going to be a book about what kids can do to welcome new people. So I'd recommend cutting that out because it's already been communicated. I also suggest this cut because this bio paragraph is seven sentences long. By contrast, the plot summary is only four sentences long, and they're four relatively short sentences. If you're looking at the actual copy of this query, you can see which one takes up more space on the page. So just by pure percentages, the actual story isn't getting the lion's share of the billing in this query. It's not that the biographical information isn't relevant, it very much is, but it's that the story is getting shortchanged. I just don't feel like I know enough about what the book itself is and what it will feel like to read. So expanding the plot too will help resolve this. Thanks, Christina. It, some picture book queries for you to send you off into your writing week. As always, if you like the show, you can subscribe on pretty much any podcast platform or check us out at thequeryshow.com, where you can also submit your own query for the show. As I've always said, I'm totally looking for new queries, especially in genre fiction and romance right now, and in memoir. If anyone has one, that would be great. I like to pair them up thematically. You can also go on our website and check out our Patreon, where, like I said, I have all these great bonus episodes coming up from guests. I love to let the patrons submit some questions before I record a guest episode so that everyone gets their questions answered. And it's a really nice opportunity for me to learn stuff I don't know because I don't know everything. So once again, thanks for listening and write well. <laughs>